Welcome to our first episode of Outside the Game with Thomas Utzi and Kelsey Blanton. Today we will be talking about the reigning Super Bowl champion, the Kansas City Chiefs, and how they are looking as of right now and heading into the draft. We will also be discussing the much-expected cancellation of MMA 249 and why some people really believed it was going to still happen. And a baseball player who is suggesting to replace extra innings with a home run derby? To hear more, stay tuned. Welcome back, guys. So we're going to be uh, talking about the Chiefs uh, next year, um, how they're looking. They're coming off that hot Super Bowl win. I mean, Holmes is obviously a star, so we know he's probably going to have a great season next year. Um, their offense is easily, I think, the best offense in the league as of right now. Um, we'll see if anything else happens within the next year. Um, Kelsey, wh- what do you think about the Chiefs' chances next year returning to the Super Bowl and what, the, what they're thinking about doing for the draft? Honestly, it's looking pretty good for them um, when it comes to next year. I think what I just saw is they're returning 20 of 22 players so far um, of starters, I believe. Or they have, they've like just got almost all their starters back. Um, they've still got some work to do. Maybe a little bit defensively, yeah. I think they're going to look for some key players, um, key backup players, or just people to rotate in. But honestly, their chances are looking good. They got Tyron Matthew coming back, Patrick, of course, Travis coming back. They've got Chris Jones, possibly. You know, the biggest thing I think when it comes to the draft for them is probably going to be like, what's what are they going to do with Patrick? Is he going to take a pay cut to keep the team? stacked or is he going to take that big right, uh, right. 200 mil contract that they're talking about 200 million imagine like what what do you think like the how many years they would have to commit to to get 200 million? i'm thinking it has to be like five five mil five at the minimum, minimum because i mean if if they were smart honestly they would probably extend extend the um contract out as far as they could so they're paying him less per year so then they could still pay him a lot, but also get the star, get some more star players that they need um, to go back to back for Super Bowls, you know. Yeah. Looking at them drafting, though, like honestly, defense is probably like where they'll probably end up putting a lot of their draft picks towards. But even last year, a lot of people hated on their defense. Even last year, they did they did. A decent job. Yeah, they did. They started to pick it up, i say, more towards the end of the season. They started to get things down. With um, the addition of Tyron Matthew, I think that was big for them. That was a really big move, um, getting him and being able to develop their defense um, to compete with their offense, was, was, which was the biggest thing, I think, for the season before, is that their offense was winning them games and their defense just wasn't keeping yeah. up. But that was the difference, I think, this year is they were a pretty well-rounded team. And, I mean, yeah, their defense was pretty good, actually. Um, so I'm looking at it right now, and it's seventh out of thirty all 32 teams for points against. So that's pretty good um, looking at last season where as they were 24th out of 32. So with 421 points and, la- and you know, in the Super Bowl winning season, they only gave up 308 points. So that's a huge jump that we're seeing. So 
like I said, their defense is looking pretty good. It is. It is. It's um just going to be about, I think, for them getting more depth within their chart. But I, like, even then, I feel like they're pretty stacked as like in a roster. But they've got, like, I see all over Twitter, you know, like the people talk, like players, you know, how they get on and they'll start jibber-jabbering away just at a, connecting with other players and stuff and, you know, Bleacher Report and ESPN feed off of them, like, uh, mm-hmm. talking and stuff like that. But I've seen people, and it seems like there's a lot of talks of, like, players, like, wanting to give up, like, bigger contracts just to play for Patrick with Patrick Mahomes and play for the Chiefs this season. And um, I think... Yeah. I think that's a... Uh, I, I've seen that a lot nowadays, and I see that with basketball, too, where players are, like, actually like realizing hey i want to win a i want to win a championship they're taking less less money so they can play with those really good players those high caliber players and honestly i i'm personally really happy about it because it makes sports more interesting for me um you know see all these all these really good powerhouse teams um and honestly i would say in the nfl um with the patriots dynasty starting to go away We're gonna start seeing a lot more different Super Bowl champions, Super Bowl matchups. Yep. So. Yeah, so that's gonna look nice. I mean, for like the last, as far as like we can remember, like our lifetime, the Patriots have been that dominant team. That yeah. team. So like, it's gonna be interesting now since everything's so spread out. Tom Brady's on a different team, not with Bill Belichick. Like, we got a lot of different mm-hmm. teams that could be it. You know, the Chiefs are probably that contender right now. But, like, a lot of teams are stacking up. I, like, a lot of teams made some good moves this offseason. Some better than others, obviously, but. Yeah. Like, okay, we're going to have to talk about yeah. Why did the Texans trade DeAndre Hopkins? That's literally what I was thinking. I was like, DeAndre Hopkins. And they didn't even get anything of value for him. The best receiver in the league, arguably. And they did not, like, they traded him away for what? I mean, they got uh, they got a running back who's pretty good, but he's not DeAndre Hopkins level in his um, position. Like DeAndre Hopkins, and you just give him away. Yeah. That is just. I mean, I was shocked. David Johnson. David Johnson yes. has been a good. We know he's a good a good running mm-hmm. back, but the thing with running backs is that your that your your career is going to last, let's say, two to five years. Five years at the most. Mm-hmm. Okay, because nowadays running backs are getting so beat up. So, I mean, making that trade for a player who's, one, already, I would say, out of his prime, unfortunately, because mm-hmm. injury. But to make that trade with a player out of his prime and also sending a fourth-round pick for all of that, like, I'm sorry, DeAndre Hopkins is worth way more at least, at least a first-round pick. And I would say even, like, another player with, with, along with that. Yeah, but, like, I just felt like that was so kind of, like, in a sense, a little disrespectful to the guy. Like, this dude was so good for them. And it's yeah. like, they, they I mean, they kind of screwed themselves over. I mean, they just gave away a great player and didn't get anything really of value, like, collectively to his talent yeah, no. for in return. Like, it's just... That was I was shocked when I saw that. I was like, I can't believe they just did that, you know? Yeah. And I know Texas fans are not happy with their uh, head coach right oh, now. No. So. They don't. They That guy just, just – they don't think he makes a lot of good decisions. And, you know, that was a tip yeah. of the iceberg right there. 
Yeah, but at the end of the day, I think DeAndre Hopkins is still going to go down as one of the NFL's all-time great receivers. For sure. And I think he's going to do great with the Cardinals. And Kyler Murray, I'm excited yes. to see what they go do. That's going to be a nice little – that's going to be good for Kyler as well, working with such a um, great receiver that's already, like, established yeah. in the NFL. And it's going to be mm-hmm. – and Kyler's a good quarterback, honestly. He's, he's yeah. young. He's got some room to grow. But having DeAndre – is going to help him, I think, a lot in their offensive structure. Yep. So moving on, um, you know, we're going to move from the NFL to the NBA here. Um, another another legend that we can talk about is obviously NBA legend Michael Jordan. He's having a he has a documentary coming out about him called The Last Dance. It's actually uh, going to start airing this upcoming Sunday on the nineteenth. Um, and they're going to release two episodes um, every day. And Kelsey, I don't know if you noticed this. We've been talking about it, but they're actually going to put it on uh, Netflix as well. Oh, really? Okay, good. That'll be easy to watch. Um, I've heard a lot of it, about it, and everybody like talking about it, and um, like from in the sports world, um, everybody's interested to see. You know, everybody's ready for this to come out. I think it airs like mm-hmm. two episodes every Sunday. So, like, that's going to be a good thing to watch. Um, I'm ready for that because I love Michael Jordan. I absolutely love Michael Jordan. Um, But it'll be interesting to get, like, more of the insights into Mm -hmm. his life and, you know, into him as a person. Because there's always all those rumors, you know, about going around about him and, like, how he was. And, you know, was the flu game real and stuff like that? Right. Yeah, and it talks about a bunch of different controversies. So, um, I'll definitely have to tune in and watch that and we'll definitely keep you guys up to date with, you know, what we think of that, um, and just how it's going in general. So, um, yeah, I, honestly, I would recommend everyone tune in and watch it on Netflix because, um, one thing that people don't know about Michael Jordan is that he was a very, like, just interesting guy to like, just learn about and hear mm-hmm. about. So, uh, like his work ethic to, you know, his the business side of him. Yeah. So it'll be a lot. It'll be very interesting, you know, just to uh, see that. Yeah. So thankfully, that's one of the few things that you can't really cancel right now is the documentaries. So those are going to come out no matter what, thankfully. Yep. And plus, you know, it's a good time for it to come out since, you know, there's not a lot of sports on to watch right now. Yep. Yep. And actually, that brings up what everyone's doing now to actually – keep entertained with sports, you know, because ESPN, they've got to make money somehow. They've lost, you know, probably a bunch of TV, mm-hmm. TV money from, you know, the NBA going away, college basketball, all of this is just putting a whole wrench in everyone's plans. So, you know, they've been coming up with a lot of different interesting ways to engage people into their content. Yep. And one of them was a horse tournament. Yes, a horse tournament. So, but NBA, NBA players, like, current and retired a couple of WNBA players um, going head to head in a virtual online horse game. So, yeah, which is really interesting. Honestly, it's a good concept, you know, keeps people, keeps fans entertained. They've got a couple, they got a lot of big names. Honestly, I think I saw Trey Young, Chauncey Billups, Paul Pierce, a couple others just had dead competition. Yeah. Um, Levine, Tamara, mm-hmm. Tamara Catchings, uh, like you said, Chris Paul. 
I actually watched the a little bit of the uh, Chris Paul and Tamika Cashing's uh, game or horse horse game, I guess you want to call it. But you know, overall, I mean, it, it was like I think the idea was really cool. The execution was a little spotty because of internet connection. So we had there was I was watching and there was a lot of just you know jumps and stuff like that mm-hmm. between the between the screen and it was kind of hard to understand what was going on. But you know what, honestly. There's gonna be a you're gonna get an audience for that. You're gonna have people watch that. So, it's it's showing it's it's showing people that you're practicing good social distancing. Yeah. Um, and it, and it sets an example for the younger kids, which I think is, which I think is honestly a very important thing to have. It is, and then and it is showing like the social distancing aspect. You know that there there's still ways to have fun and everything and enjoy yourself while um, being separated during this time. And, like, the NBA players and all them doing it is good for the kids because they can look up to them and be like, wow, well, Chris Paul and everybody's doing it. So, you know, it's just one of those things. But it's also, like, entertainment right now, especially since we can't watch them play on an actual court against some teams. You know, this little fun competition is going to be – it's going to give them some viewers back for a while during this time. Yeah, I would agree with that. And it's – so, I mean – We'll see where it goes. Um, they have obviously have more games uh, or matches coming up uh, between multiple players. So um, I think Chris Paul actually lost. Did you know that? Yeah, I did see that actually. That's that was surprising. I was you know rooting for my guy Chris Paul. <laughs> but. Yeah, but uh, Tamika uh, came in with a dub, and she she lucky won pretty easily. So yeah, she she's probably giving him all those real hard shots. <laughs> all right so moving on um you know we're talking about everything being canceled um mma 249 yep that was canceled as well yep um dana white actually was really pushing for it to still happen like he was ready i remember i, I saw on instagram on twitter he was talking about it he said he wants to go try to find a, a private island mm-hmm. Um, and then just fly everyone out there and have it there because on, this dude, he is wanting to make money. Yes, he's wanting. That's all to, he's trying to do. He was ready at all costs. He was looking into places like I read. They were they're talking about doing it. At first, it was originally supposed to be in, I believe, New York. But obviously, you know, with New York being one of the worst places right now, that was canceled. So I think that they, they were moving it to some, I want to say, Indian Reserve because, like, the restrictions there aren't as much as every other place in the country. But um, they had problems flying people out from Russia, and uh, then they just decided to cancel it. And that's, like, I know that was the last thing Dana wanted to do, like, because he was ready. He was, he was looking into private mm-hmm. islands for this. He, was, he wanted that money. He wanted to make it regardless, yeah. but... But, I mean, that kind of brings up the, the conversation. Do you think what he was doing, you know, still trying to make money while, this, while all this is going on, do you think that was right? What do you, like, what's your opinion on that? I feel like right now it's probably not the best idea because, I mean, it's showing people, like, oh, well, regardless, we need to make money, so we should just be doing whatever at all costs to get that. And I just feel like it wouldn't have ended up just being – the people that they were wanting, I feel like other people would try and fly out or drive out to wherever they were if it wasn't like a island yeah. and get there just because like, you know, 
I mean, I understand like wanting to make money during this time because obviously it's a really difficult time for a lot of people right now. But I just feel like, I don't know, it probably wasn't like the smartest for him to push it so hard. So I, I don't know. It could go either way, right. but. Right. And at the end of the day, I mean, if he's looking at this from a business point mm-hmm. and he's saying, hey, I want to come over here and I want to, you know, I know all this is going on, but I still want to make mm-hmm. money. He needs to think of it as, you know, this is there's still a, a risk I could have a, a large group of people in a in a small area for a couple hours. And, you know, how everything could just get transmitted and especially, you know, people are coughing on other people. So, I mean, it's it's another risk that you're going to have to take. Mm -hmm. And then next thing you know, you're getting sued because people love to sue nowadays. Yeah. Especially like with people traveling from outside of the States and coming in and stuff. And it's just like in UFC, it's body to body, like fluids, cuts, blood, the blood, all that stuff is very exposed for the fighters. So it, it also puts your fighters at risk because, you know, you don't know, what's going on with everybody else and like who they've been around, who every other person has been around. So it's just kind of like, it's putting people at harm's way. So I think for now, for them postponing it was the best option because they can reschedule it and people are definitely going to watch that as soon as it comes yeah. out. People are going to be yeah. paying pay-per-view to watch that. So People want to see Khabib fight. Yeah, they, Dude is a yeah, beast. they love Khabib. He's, he's very big and people are going to want to see that fight because they want to get you know, I don't know. I just feel like it's for it was for the best them canceling it, but people will yeah, still watch that fight regardless of when it airs. Yeah. So I mean, moving on, um, we've got a couple more things that players are coming up with um, since this whole coronavirus thing has been going on. Um, I've seen one CJ McCollum talking about uh, introducing a like one v one tournament for the All Star game next year. Yeah. And then I've also seen Justin Turner, um, a baseball player, um, suggesting that they use a home run derby instead of extra innings, mm-hmm. which that would be a huge change to baseball. Huge. A huge change. Huge. I mean, what do you think about that? That would – I feel like that could drastically change the game a lot because I feel like – I mean, extra innings has been going on for – it's just like a part of baseball, and I feel like I don't know the home run derby. It could be very interesting. I think, um, kind of like PKs and stuff like that. It could be a very interesting um, element to the game, but I don't know if changing it completely is like the best idea. I feel like you'd have there's so much that would have to go into implementing it, like breakdown of rules yeah. and all that type of stuff. Because I feel like, I mean. That could go on for a while. I don't know. I mean, baseball games, extra innings could go on for a while, too, but I don't know. I mean, how would you go about that? Would it would it be go down to, like, batter for batter? Like, like Do you pick um, certain, like, amount of people you can have? Like, how would that break down? Yeah, um, yeah so personally, I don't like it at all. Mm-mm. I think that it is something that is going to, like, become more of just a – hit the ball kind of thing which I, I think I mean, obviously that's part of baseball and you want to you want to hit that home run but I think there's more aspects to baseball than just hitting the ball as far as you can you know yeah it kind of takes the fun aspect of like 
just the game away when you just break like the end just comes down to home runs who can get the most home runs and stuff like that right. i feel like it takes away like part of the baseball like towards the end that thrill i feel like it, the the actual game being played is being taken away and i don't really i don't really like that yeah cuz i'm going to be honest with you when i was younger um i was not a big baseball person so me watching baseball was basically going to the games or watching playoffs and playoffs was a very interesting to me because of just the atmosphere and how they did run playoffs and how it was like, you know, how, how it is being run right now. So, I mean, for it to change all of a sudden into, I, I think something that would become like just a straight power and contact competition, then, mm-hmm. then I don't really like It becomes it like that. a show off kind of thing and not even like, yeah. I feel like it would anger a lot of baseball fans. I don't think it would, I don't think it would go over very well in the baseball community yeah, if they so changed it. But. but yeah, I mean, and then, like I said, TJ McCollum, mm-hmm. he's, he was coming up with a, a, a 1v1 tournament for like the NBA All-Star game. So this is a little bit different. I think this would be something separate, like kind of like the, the skills challenge and the three-point contest. Mm-hmm. I mean, what do you think about that? Is This is where he was like saying he wanted to like, you call out somebody and then you um, challenge into like 1v1, like at, all, at the All-Star game or like a uh, part of it or making it like a complete separate challenge. Are you asking? Yes. Yeah, it was, it was a... It was it was him suggesting to the NBA to make it a complete separate challenge. Yeah, I think that could. Um, I think that would be actually really interesting, especially for like All Star Weekend. That would be something a lot of people would love to watch, like seeing your, like some of the top of the top players go one v one. You know, shut down some of those um, discussions. You know, of people talking like, oh, he couldn't lock up. Da da da. It was just a game or whatever. I feel like those one v ones could could expose yeah. some people that could that could be pretty fun to watch especially you know spice it up change things up for the all-stars since they already changed up you know um this year which i think the the change was actually kind of good it was it was different something to watch um but i think adding that would honestly i would enjoy watching some players go 1v1 against each other i mean this would bring up the question a lot of and i feel like i mean it's hard to say you know who's the goat of all time um for basketball, mm-hmm. that controversy is going to go around forever. And I'm sure there'll be players that come up, mm-hmm. you know, in the future that, you know, like make that question, uh, you know, like interesting again, but I mean, th- we're going to see, I mean, if let's, let's say LeBron James and Kevin Durant, mm-hmm. like that, I'm, to me, that would be a very interesting matchup. Oh yeah, for sure. That would be Steph, a- Steph and Kyrie. Uh, James versus Russell. Like, it's gonna be it's gonna be very interesting. So, I think that would be something really cool to have. And I personally, I love seeing one on one because I think mm-hmm. you see a lot more cool dribble moves. You see a lot more fancy, fancy plays that the oohs, the ahs that we're seeing a lot of now today in the NBA, especially from players like John Morant who are like having that shoot, shoot ball type of place yes yes um it's very interesting for people to see yeah i think it'll be good if they implemented that it would be something i feel like a lot of people would want to watch just like that competition aspect like um seeing your favorite players go head to head you know and it'll be different because you know they're so used to having backup when guarding these elite players 
um, to cover them if they do get beat. But this is completely one-on-one. This is – you got to cover yourself. You got to – I think it'd be, it'll be interesting to watch if it actually happens. Yeah. Who are you, who are you taking, LeBron or, or KD? LeBron. LeBron? LeBron. Why? LeBron is so dominant. And I, I know KD is pretty dominant too, but LeBron is – I just feel like he works he – work, he could work KD on the post. Mm-hmm. He could hit a little nice, like, fadeaway jumper. Like, I feel KD, like – He's that seven-foot person who can shoot a three, and then, you know, he can, he can dribble too. Yeah, he, he can. can. He can. I would be a, it would be a very good matchup for them. That would be really good, but I just – I gotta go with King James. He's taking he's taking the crown on that one. He's taking the crown. Mm. I don't know, Katie. He's a he, he's a whole other person. I think when when he gets in his bag. So and I think if if he were to go one on one with someone, like you can't really guard someone who's standing that much taller than you. That's my personal opinion, though. Yeah, I I think it would be a good matchup. We could go either way, but for sure, for sure, I'm gonna have to take King James on that one. Yeah. What about Kyrie and Steph? I'm going to go Kyrie. Why do you say Kyrie? Kyrie's lethal driving to the basket. Lethal. He finishes shots I've never seen people finish before. Like, Steph is lethal, too. But I'll, the same thing about Steph, though. You could. You could. You could, you could argue it for both of them. But I'm just saying, I, w- I, w- I, w- I would take Kyrie because that dude is – he's something different. And, you know, I don't know. Steph, I, I love Steph. I think he's a great player. I just... It also comes down to one, one thing we forget. I mean, defense. Like, mm-hmm. who has better defense? So, I mean, I don't, I don't know what their 2K ratings are or anything for defense, but uh, <laughs> I, don't, I, I mean, I think you could easily go either way. Yeah, it could go either way on that one. I just, I would be, I guess I should say I'd be rooting for Kyrie to win that one. Okay. Because it could, it could go either way. It, could, it definitely could. Because they both got elite handles. Um, good shots. Kyrie's got the jumper. Steph's got that. Just got a great shot in general. Kyrie's yeah. lethal going to the basket. He can go either way. Yeah, for sure. So, um, that's about it for this first podcast. Um, what we're gonna start doing is we're gonna have uh, this uh, podcast available so that you can actually ask questions on it through the uh, the Anchor FM app. Uh, hopefully we can get this podcast up on Spotify and Apple Music soon so you, uh, people can listen there. Uh, if you guys, like I said, though, if you guys have any questions, um, feel free to email us, social, uh, DM us on social media, um, do any of that stuff, and we'll try to include your questions into our next show. Yes, so thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed. Um... Come back for more. This is Outside the Game.